Welcome to selfdiscoverywisdom.com, formerly known as Self Discovery Media. On these podcasts, you're going to hear people who speak from the heart. They've taken the journey in life. Many things have happened to them, but they've changed it to happening for them. And in their strength, their courage, they've discovered their abilities and their wisdom, and they are now sharing it here with you. Do enjoy each show. We bring it to you with love and knowing that it's going to help you on your journey of life. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of For the Love of Music, right here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. I'm your host, Sarah Troy, and my wonderful repeat guest, and an honor to have him back here, is Joe Coleman. You may remember him from The Planters. He was there for a very, very long time. He's got a wonderful story to tell all about it, which if you go back to the show that we did previously with him, and also along with uh, Theo and uh, Joe Blunt, we talked about um the voice voices of classic soul from you know from the four tops for the planters and the drifters and the temptations have they formed a group today to carry that music on but today it's all about joe it's all about his experience with the planters it's also the fact that he's a children's author how did that come about plus we're going to be talking about his being a veteran where he served what that impact had on his music if any but we're going to also be talking about what's his, his favorite song what's the song that gets asked to be sung the most and is he sick and tired of singing any of them? <laughs> Always a pleasure to have you here, Joe. Always a pleasure. Um, you know, to, to have this kind of longitude in music, you know, speaks not only to the, your resilience, but also to how music, trans, you know, transcends the test of time. And that, you know, it's a song that is, that touches people's hearts will go on forever. Even if somebody else reconfigures it and sings it in a different way and it's a compliment the fact that it meant so much to them but you've been at this a long time mate haven't you i quite have yes <laughs> I, i've been in a bit in, in the music business probably about uh close to 50 years really when you get right down to it i spent 20 23 years i think it is with the with the platters and uh prior to that i you know, I was on RCA records and I was on Atlantic records and, you know, and a, a solo career in you know, some dates in the Benelux countries, uh, Belgium, Holland, and mm-hmm. on Ariola records and that kind of stuff and the Italian label and on and on. So, yes, the music has been going on for quite some time in my life. And until to the end of your time, absolutely. Exactly. Uh, you know, when the music is in you, it's got to come out of you, right? That's right. It's it gets in your system. I, you know, I, I actually attempted to lead the business at one point. I was I got a little tired. We we were uh, again at that time. I was on Atlantic Records and uh, with a group called True Reflection, uh, which turned out to be the two guys that I ended up with a group called Leonard Colton and Blunt, and mm-hmm. we sang. Uh, Glenn with, with the Temptations. He took Eddie Kendrick's place with the Temptations. He had that high tenor voice, and he's the high tenor voice on the, the Temptations version of Silent Night. Mm. Of Joe Blunt, the name you spoke of a while ago, and I'll talk about Joe uh, a, a little bit more in depth in a moment. But uh, yeah, so the three of us were in that group with a gentleman like Bobby Cox on Atlantic Records, and we were on the road like all the 
time. We yeah. were in our 20, you know, young guys running around. And so we might be on the road for three months. Mm. Um, two or three months at a time. Hotel, 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 hotel. You know, trying to remember what city we're in right exactly. now. <laughs> say, Where am I today? Be, yeah, I wouldn't be, be in Chicago talking, hello, Detroit! <laughs> 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 that, that doesn't go over very well. <laughs> no, no. Everything just blurs into one, doesn't it? And it's really hard on families, yeah. you know, if you do have a family because you are gone for so long. Not mm-hmm. only that, you know, you're in you're in the limelight. They hear you on the radio, but you aren't at home with them. So, you know, it has to be hard on a family and, and take its toll over time. It does very much so. And, uh, you know, so you you kind of you begin to evaluate. Well, is it is it worth it? You know, for, fortunately, in, as far as family goes, it uh, those early days I was not married. I was just a young guy running around, and you know, we all all the males. I'm gonna be honest with you, all the males in the business got in the in in the business to chase women. <laughs> <laughs> That Rolling Stone gathering <laughs> along the way. That's right. You know, we, we you know we we loved it. We loved enjoy singing and stuff like that. But the girls, you know, that, that was all part of that whole thing. So yeah, I was a young guy, single, running around up and down the road. But it just it was just it just wears on me after a while. And and uh, I uh, went came home into Washington D.C. and did, took a straight job as they as they called in the business. <laughs> Straight job, we'll get a real <laughs> job, yeah, right. Which <laughs> yeah, we've been preaching about to us about all along. When you parents, when you get a real job, yeah. Are you listening to the music? Uh, well, if you are, that's a real job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. So you know, but uh, it it's in your blood, mm-hmm. and it becomes a part of you. And after a while, you're looking around. Mm, like, the road is calling yeah you can't deny it and you know let's say we, we've we've honored our poets through the time we've honored our storytelling you know storytellers yeah. have been around since the beginning of time around the campfire and there'll be always somebody that was really really good at it you know yeah. the bards that can make the songs that documented mm-hmm. uh, all the events that went on and so, you know, songs and music, I still don't know why we're kind of people. I think the, re- the reason why people look at it as not a real job, because it is a very insecure job. You're mm-hmm. only as good as your next gig. You know, you've got one gig, but you're busy planning the next one. You know, yeah. not everybody's going to turn out like Beyonce or Taylor Swift. And mm-hmm. they've had to work hard. You know, they've yeah. got to get out there and put those performances up at that high level all the time. Mm-hmm. And so it's a very hard industry to be in. Uh, and probably a great deal harder than most jobs. That's correct. Yeah, I'll tell you, I think, I think I've, I've thought about this a lot, actually. Why do people say, well, you, won't you get yourself a real job? This is not, not serious, right? It's because if you're doing your job well, if you get good enough at it, you always look like you're just simply having fun. Mm-hmm. You know what yes. I mean? You, look, you know, they don't see any of the work. Right. making you know where all the hits are and I mean meaning all meaning all the spots where you do stuff and where all the, the choreography and all that kind of yes. stuff with all of our thing that you know that takes hours and hours yeah. of work to, to to coordinate so we're all in it so it all looks set. so smooth right yeah, <laughs> and it just looks so easy yeah. so it can be work you yeah. know and you know and we we have a luxury that a lot of people don't have we also enjoy the work that we do 
And so that is a big one. You know, you're happy at what you do, so it can't be a real job. Because how many people are happy at their job? (laughs) You're too too happy and you're having too much fun and blah, blah, blah. So, you know, uh, you know, uh, it's uh, I think so. I think that's part of that whole thing that just find it hard to take it totally serious that that this is work and that it is your work and that's what you do, uh, that you, you develop this. It's not just something you, you know what, let's just sing. Why don't we get together and just sing? You yeah. Know? <laughs> yes, we, exactly. You know. <clears throat> I used to have a mobile discotheque, which I think I talked about in the last show. And, mm-hmm. you know, we would go and play at great parties. It was absolutely wonderful. You know, we kind of set the stage literally for the, uh, the dancing and the atmosphere for the evening, whatever the celebration was. But at the end of the evening and the beginning of the evening, we had speakers that were the size of coffins. We had crates and crates and crates of records. It wasn't just done on a phone or a little iPad as it is today. And, you know, we would have to haul that in and then haul it back out again and then make sure we take it out of the car and put it somewhere safe. So, yes, we had fun doing the performance side of it, but nobody sees the other side. That's um, right. All the hauling. <laughs> That's right. That you know, you should say that there's a there's an instrument called the B three organ, and along with the B three organ is is a almost like a world of thing that, that 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 goes along with it to to create this the special sound that it has called a Leslie. The Leslie is about this big. It's a it's a big box, big box, very tall, about five four or five feet tall, and and and, and three feet wide, as heavy as you could ever imagine, as well as the B3 is also quite heavy organ. So between the two of them, they're probably six to 700 pounds. Wow. And they have to pack that up at the end of an evening, that's right? Yeah. The fun is yeah. over, folks. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and back in the days when, when the, the, the club might be upstairs, mm. you there's the, the, up uh three flights of stairs. To get. Yes, exactly. You know, there weren't the elevators are probably too heavy for the elevators. So yes. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. People don't see that, that side of it. No, they no. don't see that side of it. They also don't see that, you know, yes, you're, you're kind of sold out somewhere, but then you've got that lapse of time between the next gig or, yes. you know, especially mm-hmm. kind of later where it's, it's not seasonal, but like everything has its wave and then you've got a, a down wave of Mm -hmm. and then it's like all right you know how do you make the ends meet now or when is the next gig or Mm -hmm. you know what record do you have to come out can you be that bestseller again like last time that's right and particularly you know the early days it it was some guys in a in a car Mm -hmm. you know heading to the next gig you may in fact have a gig the next night or the next three or four nights and you, you do the gig and you're in the car and you're heading you're heading up to the next Next spot over there and checking in the hotel at four o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, up at uh, up at noon, heading to the to the theater for sound check and all of that, da da da, and all it goes it goes. So yeah, it's the the work is 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 uh, unlimited. I tell you, there's a lot of stuff going on to put up a show, and you know, and, and do everything that you have to do. Not to mention stopping perhaps at a radio station somewhere along the way. Yes. Uh, between after sound check, running to a radio station to do a little promo for, for the promoter and uh, to get folks out to the club and running and running back to the theater. And say, Whoop, it's showtime. Yes. You know? so, it doesn't yeah. matter if you're tired. It doesn't matter if anything else. You know, that's it's right. performance time and uh, that's it. 
push button, yeah. off you go. <laughs> well, then you look like like you yeah. just you just uh, you've been sleeping all day, just ready for this. Yeah, yes, all I've been doing, wait for this. <laughs> the show must go on, you know, and that's the theater business as well, right? Any form of performance, it doesn't matter how you feel. You yeah. know, you've got to get up there and mm -hmm. forget about how you feel. You're stepping in to a role. Mm -hmm. Your role is the performer, is the singer. And your yeah. people are there to have that experience. That song means something to them, mm -hmm. right? And uh, it's maybe a connection with their loved one or it's just the one that yeah. sets them free. And so you can't be just half-assed about it. it. Every time it's a full 10 that you've got to give. Full out performs. That's right. You still you have to give it give it your all. I wrote a song called "I Gave My All," uh, but um, uh, yeah, you got to do the full out performance. They want to hear it. They want to hear it full out. They don't want you to hear about your your, your throat is sore. You're a little hoarse tonight. They don't really want to hear that. Sing the song. I paid my money. Yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you have a sore throat tomorrow. <laughs> Tonight you say, you know, uh, and it, I, I don't want to give the impression that it's, it's a drudgery because it is not. Again, we, we, most of us enjoy what we do, and it's all, and we understand that it's all part of the process. We understand that the, that the audience has certain expectations, and and so we've got to go out there and do what we do. Like I said, if you if you're good at what you do, yeah. that's exactly what you do. You go out and you go out and you do your thing, and you make it seem seamless. And as if, again, you just rolled out of bed and sleeping all day and everything, totally relaxed, everything's wonderful. Everybody oh, set everything up for you, done everything for you. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I is. mean, there's, there's, that's the, you know, music is kind of romanticized, isn't it? It's the romance of the music and whatever it means to you. And that's mm -hmm. what people want to feel from you. They don't really want to know what goes on behind the scenes. You know, that's yeah. for everybody else to do. And of course, you look at, you know, the performers of today, they have an entire team that That's set right. everything up. They go in there for the sound check or the dress rehearsal and performance. Mm -hmm. They don't have to do anything else. But mm -hmm. and of course, so much easier today with all the computerization through mm -hmm. your 50 years of performing. You know, we've gone from mono to stereo to, you know, now computer. You know, how how have you found the changes is it been easier for you? Have there been some areas that have been more difficult for you to adjust to? Well, let, let me let me just let me let me. That's a really that's an excellent question, because uh, uh, you know, as a, as a performer, you don't always embrace all of the changes at first, right? Mm -hmm. uh, there have been periods when they say, ah, you know, they're not going to like that. They're going to come back to what we do because yeah. this is. A purer form of whatever it is, and and of course we've been uh, shocked and surprised. They no, they didn't come back. <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. you, you, <laughs> what? You have to move back. I'm you not the move. flavor of the month anymore. Yeah, yeah. A, and there's no greater time than the disco era to to show to demonstrate yes. uh, that process. Whenever one asked me about adapting to change, and all, that's the period that I remember most and think about most because. To a almost to a person, none of us in the business thought that folks would rather uh, go to a club and hear a record than to act and see the see the, the performance. Yes. Yeah, no way that we could ever imagine that that would be a thing. Mm -hmm. That people say, "Oh, hey, we we'll just go to the club and dance the record after record." We might not ever see the artist, might not right. have any idea what he looks like if he's not on the cover of the 
yeah. of, of the thing, which yeah. was, you know, was which was also a thing. The period when they stopped putting, you know, a lot of a lot of folks' pictures on it. They, they just gave you that thing, and they could, yep, it's a match almost, you know. But uh, and so, it turned so, very bubblegum music too. I mean, the disco era is my era. So, yes. you know, um, and so things kind of, we had some great music and then mm -hmm. it kind of became very bubblegummy. That's right. right? Yeah, for, and, formulaic, formulaic. Yeah. you know, one, the other one, they all sounded the same after a while. They had the same, yeah. the, 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 the experts figured out what the actual what beats per, per moment, per minute uh, count was best for, for, for a hit right. record. If all the records started being at that beat. Yes. Because it wonderful like people like to dance to or at that the at that tip tempo uh on and on and on so and it um, kind of lost the the personalization you know it was so right. repetitive it was great just to get up and dance for 11 minutes you know right. but but it wasn't a song that you're going to remember it wasn't something that you're going to sing in the car it wasn't going to be something you're going to put the record on or want to go and see the artist That's it was right. purely kind of a form of aerobics to That's do right. repetitive music so you know yeah. i mean um so yes there's nothing like seeing a performance seeing being there to see the artist because there's a mm -hmm. different form of energy altogether isn't that it is totally different and, and like i said to, to, we all thought they'll, they'll be back yeah and they didn't come because was, what happened was what we didn't we didn't take into account was the fact that the the, the promoters and the, the club owners Said, wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. I got to pay this guy $10,000. I can pay this guy 200, 300 bucks. Yeah. And he'll play all night, night long. All yes. night. 200 bucks. I mean, and they make a lot more money than that now. Mm -hmm. Some of them do the big yeah. ones. But pretty much they were paying all, all of them, pretty much two, yeah. 300 bucks, uh, 500 tops to, to play all night long. And that was in the big clubs, and and it worked. Yes, all the, the, the clubs began to dry up. I mean, the, the, we we stopped having the, the, the places that we could work were, were falling off because the, even the ones that were trying to hold out after a while, they just economically couldn't yeah. compete with a club down the street again. That he wasn't. He was. <laughs> he was. You paying the guy. Uh, uh, a few dollars and 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 some beer, you know, beers on the house and and a meal to to play, and uh, you know he's trying to keep us in there, and it it just wasn't working out. So all the clubs were starting to close around this around the country, mm. a lot fewer places for us to work, that kind of thing, and it it, it became a thing, you know. Uh, Did any of your records kind of hit the disco market, or you you well, weren't in the the same kind of beat? We weren't in a, it, mm. yeah. And I spoke about that beat, right? Yeah. yeah. And so we weren't we weren't in that beat, you know. And the platters, first of all, were, were primarily uh, love love ballads with ballads. Yes. That's where we that's where we were. And, I mean, uh, Temptations, obviously. You know, yeah, yeah, was a Rolling yeah, I mean, Stone they, was a big one in the disco yeah, yeah, world, yeah, right? But, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, some cats made through. They made the adaptation. Yeah. You know, Norman Whitfield came in there and said, "Hey." to Motown came in there and said, no, we need to, we need to do some psychedelic shack and some, yes. all, all those kinds of things. And, you know, and so he found that groove that was still, still kind of art and was still R&B, but was, could compete with the, with the disco sound. 
you know, so he, so they 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 survived, and that's the transition that we 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 have to make an adapt adaptation that we have to make, uh, or or we get left behind, you know. Yeah. I, I put out some some recordings in in the European market that were, were more got to get a, a tune called get it got to get it off the ground and and places like that and and uh, uh, take me but. And a song called "Test Drive," and you know, that were in that vein. They were, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff like that. So, but I did those as as a solo artist. As right. Joe so that name. was your weathering this disco storm, That's because right. I mean, it petered out, right? You know, because yeah. after a while, people kind of really, I want, I want to have the concert experience. Right. That's right. But it did its damage while it was there. It, it mm. did. It did its damage. It it uh, it it was tough on on. on on everybody, yeah. Um, but yeah, I, 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 had to join in. So the answer, yes, I'm. I did some adaptation. And yeah, yeah. I get it off the ground. <laughs> you know, I had to do it. I had to do it. <laughs> I mean, everything has its chapter, doesn't it? And you know, obviously, I'm the disco era, and also I was a DJ because that's the in the world that I came into. And yeah. also, I lived in South Africa at that time, and we used to have some great performers come over, and when they did, I was there to watch them. I mean, yeah. I remember Barry White when he came over. Oh, uh -huh. my God, the frenzy that he caused. You know, <laughs> women just went bananas over him. They really yes. And, you know, and we, we, every time there was a live performer, they never had any problem over their playing because everybody was there hungry for it. Didn't matter if we had disco or not. We wanted the live performers. Mm -hmm. uh, but I think, you know, especially in America, things kind of go so faddish That's that... Cool. And yeah. get so obsessed with the fetish until they've really chewed it up and spat it out. And then okay. it's like, you know, I think we need a little bit of the old classic back. Okay. Right. Yeah. So it, yeah. it goes in different waves, doesn't it? Yes. And and you 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 you've hit it right on the head in in Europe and, mm -hmm. and you know other places outside of America. Yeah. The the, the, the fandom is, is more dedicated to the artists. Yes. You know, they, they don't leave you because disco is in. Right. They, they don't go. They don't take the trip. They may enjoy disco. I'm not saying they don't, but I'm just saying. But they don't leave you either. They they still hold on to you as 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 one of an artist that they enjoy as well. And that's it's a, a different experience. Obviously, disco. You're dancing, yeah, sometimes America, pretty mindlessly, right? What have, you done for, what have you done for me lately in America? Like sometimes, okay. Oh, your man hit last two in last two years. Oh. <laughs> Call me when you get it. <laughs> yes, exactly. It's a different experience all the time together going to a concert, you know. And of course, you know, for, for me, they, they were in the theaters and you were in the seats. And it's very hard to sit still because you wanted to kind of move along with it. But um, but it, it just kind of, as I said, it was an experience to to watch a live performer because you you felt that the song was for you, right? Everybody had a different feeling of what the song meant to them. But everybody had an attachment to whatever the music was, for whatever the artist was, and mm -hmm. and you came out there really feeling fortified, filled. You know, your soul and your heart were filled. Your spirit was uplifted, and you felt like you were nurtured. With a disco, you came out feeling exhausted because, as I said, it was more like you know dancing aerobics. I'm <laughs> I'm beat now, you know. Yeah. Um, but but with a live performance, it's like oh, that was so good. I feel so good. Totally different feeling. Oh yeah, yeah. 
I uh I think that is has always been the difference in, in live performances that I can I can dance right up to you. I can mm. potentially touch your hand or or, or, look, or at least look in your gesture toward you, look you in the eye mm -hmm. even and 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 speak to you just for that moment in song. Uh and that's the that's the difference uh in the in that true 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 um emotional music that, that uh, music that, that creates emotion yes. in others, you know the, you connection know, connection it doesn't matter you're singing to a thousand people but you feel like that person's singing just to you singing that's for right. you that's right, right. Which yeah. you you can only get from from a live. I mean, obviously now you know we have music. We can't all get to see live performances. Like Taylor Swift hasn't even gone on sale now, but every hotel is booked out already. Mm -hmm. The day she announced she was coming, so and that's a year away, right? Yeah. So, and nowadays it's so expensive to go and see the big performers, mm -hmm. and I understand it's experience, which is wonderful. I still prefer the more intimate ones. Maybe age, maybe it's my generation speaking, but I yeah. like to be somewhere. I mean, I did go and see um, Santana in a mm. in an arena, and that was an experience, absolutely. Yeah. You know, because yeah. he's very yeah. much my era, and his music's great, and it's very much get up and just dance. It didn't matter. Yeah. People sat, yeah. people stood, people danced. It didn't matter. Right. But there's also something about that intimate place mm -hmm. where you really kind of feel coated. You know, inside and out when you come out. So, um, yeah. and I think you know, it's it's sad in some ways that people only kind of go to the big performers and the big things and don't go to the smaller ones. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think it might be a generational thing again. Um, I have a daughter who's forty. She loves going to live music, loves going to see performers. Always has has mm -hmm. been doing so always, um, because for her it's it is the experience that she goes for. Yes, yes, uh, it, it's it's it it can't be matched. I mean, it, mm. you know, going somewhere where you can connect with the artists and 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 in turn connect with the other people in the audience because you kind of feel in some form of the same vibe. It's it 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 it's it's uplifting. It's it, yeah. it, it's transcending kind of a there's a a sense of community that comes about and and, and even in the uh, intimate. You know, sometimes I, I'm, there's a club that I'll be working, the, the club I'll be working uh, at with uh, Voices of Classic Soul is called, again, the Carlisle Room. And it's Beautiful a, place, a lovely place in New York, yes. And, 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 but it has an intimacy that, yes. that allows you to, to, to really connect with the, with the audience and, like I said, and make eye contact and do all of those things that... that it's like an old Hollywood car aisle room, yeah, isn't it? Definitely. It really is. It's very classy. You get dressed up, you have a beautiful meal, you listen to the that's music, right. and it does feel more like old Hollywood, you know? Yeah. Um, and it, it, it is a, I was there, I can't remember what his name was, but it, it was uh, somebody that had been there um, oh, uh, for 30 short. years. Bobby Short, Bobby Short. And he uh, was leaving. It was one of his last performances, okay. and we were there, and it was a wonderful experience. I came away really feeling. You know, the whole evening was wonderful. Mm -hmm. Food, mm -hmm. atmosphere, music, everything. So yeah. I think, you know, that we're so used to overstimuli today that we don't realize that slowing down, taking time to have those moments are just so much more fortifying. You know, they're, 
they're the um, organic food as opposed to the fast food that we sometimes get in in other in other formats, right? <laughs> right. If you think about that, right? So, so what do we say? The, the, the fast food you can, you can do the drive through. Yeah. It's, it's not not that great for you. The food. No. But you but you enjoy it anyway. You go and you do your drive through. So now you have to drive through pharmacy, the, the drive through liquor store, the Back drive the bank, everything. Yes, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's like, are we ever going to slow down and 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 get uh, out of the car? The car <laughs> and have an experience where you might actually, you know, the the the, the teller may be just a lovely person. Yes, you exactly. Know, you, know, you know, and uh. uh I think they 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 have a little get a kick out of me because I usually kind of go in to these kinds of places uh, with with an intent to kind of like be be nice, be friendly, be connected, be connected. Uh, yeah, you know, and they yeah. usually you know, we have a laugh, and and they give me what I came to get, and 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 we both kind of just had that a moment, a lovely interaction. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. where they they don't feel well. I'm a robot, and somebody's treating me like that. Mm-hmm. You know, see somebody sees me as a human being, right? Which right. is, I think, uh, something. I mean, you know, I'm all for automation and things like this in in some aspects of life, but everything in moderation. And you know, whatever technology we have, it should be there to enhance our humanity. Yes. Not take it away. Let me tell you what what a what, uh, 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 woman at, at a. Uh at a pharmacy, I think it was, said to me. I was, well, no, it was a, it was a fast food place. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, you walk in, she says, uh, good evening, how are you? And I said, uh, yeah, I'm fine. How are you? And she almost had a look on her face like, uh, uh, I'm fine. <laughs> she said, you asked me you how asking. it was? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was interesting to me, and uh, you know, she wasn't used to be being asked that the return question, like, "Well, yeah, and how are you?" Yeah, you know, it was like, "Oh, okay, uh, I'm fine," and uh, it 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 has you know it served me well on a couple of situations where people have gone that that extra mile when I was at the DMV. I don't know if you drive where you get your driver's license, right? I can be like, "Oh my God, my wife coming here," and I. Spoke to the lady so kindly. She said, "You know what? I'm going to make sure." She said, and she went and blah, 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 got, got all my little stuff together all at once. Brr, put it all together, boom, and handed it to me. Yeah. Done. He said, "Because why? You. Why? You know, why have we become so unkind? You know, this is um, I have this is going out as a Christmas show because we're going to be talking about your book and your music that people can all purchase it, etc. Um, but but it's also this is a time that even more so that we need to be cognitive of thank you, please look somebody in the eye and be patient, right? right? Be respectful and be patient. Uh, if they're out of stock, it's not their fault. If there's a lineup, it's not their fault. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, how are you doing? Got a long day here. I hope it's over for you soon. Acknowledgement. That's all they want. I'm mm-hmm. not just a teller. I'm a human being. Can you treat me as such? And, you know, there is an etiquette to, you know, to Christmas shopping. And uh, and there is that thing about, you know, we want as a customer to have service, but at the same time, we've got to respect the service yes. and that interaction. And 
how how much does it cost to say how's your day been going or how yep. are you doing mm-hmm. or comment about the weather or something right, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it That's doesn't right. take much to do but my god it takes you so much further it takes you further yeah kind oh. just that touch of kind that moment yep. of kind and acknowledgement that's it that's the whole story yes respect respect right. you know right. let's see each other folks this is one of the problems is that we're mm-hmm. seeing past each other not looking at each other now mm-hmm. let's take a completely different turn because you're also a veteran never mind just a veteran performer but a veteran and you served where did you serve and and, and in what area i was in the u.s air force uh i was a, a an aircraft maintenance specialist. I worked on uh, uh, jets and stuff like that. Mm. Wow, uh, which was shocking to me. But <laughs> <laughs> did you sing to the planes as you were fixing them? <laughs> they gave me a break. They allowed me for 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 a short time to be a part of the uh, Fifth Air Force show band as well. Oh, I to Korea and places like that, and sang for the troops. Mm. Uh, with with the band and the, the cats were really bad, some bad dudes, that kind of thing. But as the story goes, I was I was um, in college um, out of North Carolina. It was called a small school called Shaw University in Raleigh, North Carolina. And my mother, uh, and while I was there, I was able to get what they called deferments. They didn't have to serve. This was during the Vietnam mm-hmm. period, you know, the, the Vietnam era. So. There was a lot going on, and people yeah, being yeah. Drafted, being drafted uh, into the to the uh, into the services daily. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, because I was in college, I, I received deferments. But my mom, my mother became very very ill, and so I left school uh, to go uh, back to work to help with the family, you know, bills and take care of her. And that sort of thing. Worked at the Library of Congress, and that sort of thing. Uh, and uh, and thankfully, prayerfully, my mother got better. She got got returned to herself, fully, you know, full out, fully recovered, fully recovered. Mm-hmm. Praise God. And uh, and somehow, they, Mr. Sam, Uncle Sam, as they called him. Uh, Hit I me want one. you. I want you. That's right. Before, <laughs> I, before I could return to, to, to school, mm-hmm. I got another another one of those draft letters. Right. And this one I had to had to honor, um, and so I uh, became a member of the uh, Air Force. Uh, and was that Vietnam or Korea? Uh that was Japan. Actually, I ended Japan. up going to, to Japan. I I worked. Uh, I was uh, with the. Uh, uh, reconnaissance unit uh, that we, we flew missions uh, over Vietnam. Mm. Our base was in uh, was in Japan. I bet that was an experience for a young man. Yes, it is quite so. Quite so. It was it was uh, quite an interesting time. You know, again, I never fashioned myself as a military type guy. Mm-hmm. You know, my music was in my blood. Right? You're I too much the lover to be the fighter. <laughs> 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 yeah, and, uh, but you know, I I did and I went. I served and my time. Like I said, two years in 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 Japan. Like I said, working on those jets. Like I said, doing missions into uh, Vietnam and coming back 
safely to our base and, and that kind of thing. And that, then then off to, uh, while I was there, I, I did manage to do some singing. I, I had a, We had a, a band called The Sensations, <laughs> a very super... <laughs> Super pop, super popular band in 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 Japan. We 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 toured all over Japan as uh, as all everybody, all military guys. Oh, wonderful! All military guys, and uh, we worked at some really wonderful clubs there, and of course did some some of the stuff on the bases, other bases, and and and, and I bet that the, went down really well too, because you know they all love live music. That's those right. Bases, don't they? Yeah, you know, gain that connection, that music. You know, you. You're singing that love song, which is my sweetheart I've left behind, you mm -hmm. know, so it's all very yeah. meaningful. Um, uh, yeah, my, yeah. my dad was a fighter pilot in the war. He flew the squadron. So he was a squadron leader. So he flew the fighter planes and protected the bombers, mm -hmm. et cetera. And mm -hmm. wouldn't talk about much of it after the war. I know that he mm -hmm. kind of got spies out and stealth and came home a few times with his tail on fire, but always mm -hmm. managed to make it home. Um, oh, but died mm -hmm. young, died at 45, unfortunately, which a lot of it was the stress left over from the war, which yeah. again, you know, people... Even, you know, with the wars now, I do an awful lot of shows on veterans um, mm -hmm. and they, you know, they talk about just matter how strong we are, how resilient we are, how anything else. We've all got post-traumatic stress. And, yes, you know, yes, we've yes. seen the battle. You can't see what we've seen. I've done what we've had to do without some repercussion of some kind. Mm -hmm. So, yes. Uh, you uh, know, uh, yeah, I'm sorry. And we were what's what's worse and what caused me the most stress was the the return home after you know again after in Japan I went to um, uh, base in California and served my final two years there four years in the Air Force uh, did my final two years there um, doing the same kind of work but in a different kind of you know process but when I came home from the, from the service because we were Vietnam veteran type guys, we weren't weren't received very well. No, yeah, yeah. Which which was shocking to us because we had all been so close knit mm -hmm. in in the service, you know, feeling the need to protect one another while we're protecting our country, fighting for our country, uh, and to return home and have folks not speak to you and. And little snide things, you know, under their breath about you, and and that sort of thing. It was really uh, uh, shocking and and distressing, you know. Mm -hmm. It was like, what? Yeah, what I know. I know happening? one of the veterans I, in, I interviewed. Um, he actually he was drafted and he didn't want to be, and he uh, uh, he was in charge of the machinery that kind of paved roads for the rest of the vehicles to go through, and he mm -hmm. said there was one scene once where. There was a young boy with a grenade ready to throw at him and he had to get out and point a gun at this kid and he said if i had shot that kid i would have turned the gun on myself hmm. he said wow. i could that i didn't want to be there in the first place and, and i wasn't going to shoot a kid the kid actually ran off which you know saved that situation but he said when he came home he actually burnt his uniform and didn't tell anyone he was in service because of that reason of the attack oh, and it's only later he went on to have a successful business it's only when he retired that all of it came flooding back and wow. started affecting him, right? Mm -hmm. uh, but at that time, it's like, I don't, I've don't. i just fought a battle over there. I don't want to fight a battle over here. 
Yes, yes, yes. That right. that's the whole thing. You're right. That you know, I'm home and you're supposed to be with my people. Yes. You know, not just talking about black people, but with my people, and 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 they're shunning me. And it's really, it was really, uh, a, 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 and yeah, quite a shock. Yeah, shock and and, and mind blowing. Really, it's like yeah. wow. You know, is this anything else that I could do to, to to make you feel all right about me? You know, what's going on? What what well, else? Again, is the assumption, do? isn't it? Not the conversation. If they had the conversation, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, because every soldier over there, whether you agreed with the war or not, they were pawns yeah. in the war, yeah. right? right? And it's not That's their right. fault. Why do you That's go right. after the leaders, not the soldiers, right? That's right. That's right. That's they were right. drafted. They didn't have a choice. So why They're are you attacking them? Right. Yeah. yeah. That's it. You know, yeah. but, but but through all, of, I mean, through through it all, I mean, I I enjoyed my time and uh, served my country and, and felt that it was in fact an honor to do so. You, you, know, you were a contributor, yeah. Yeah, so I, you know, I I did what I what uh, I was required to do. A being what I felt was right, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, I'm, so I'm proud of that right. time and 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 the time that I served, and I'm proud when. When when it's time to say did when asked when you did you serve and I can yes. honestly say yes and and uh, yeah. no yeah and, because uh, without proper maintenance on those planes nobody's going to get out and fight anything right that, so that's right. people yeah. again it's like hauling all the equipment they that's hear right. the performance but they don't mm -hmm. hear all the background so you were that background did you find that any of your experience in the military kind of transferred to your discipline as a musician as a singer. I think it's built into, you know, the military is, is built around discipline totally, you know, being on time for this, being prepared, you know, being over overly prepared, actually, yeah. being uh, efficient, being uh, uh, expert, mm -hmm. you know, to work on jets, you, you, you have to be expert at it because of mistake. Yeah. Oh, can you know be deadly, I mean? yes. Yeah, yeah, someone worked on your, fa your father's plane, you know, mm -hmm. something someone that he had to trust that, that the people that worked on his plane would yeah. do their job such yeah. that he could go and come back. You know, huge responsibility. So that yeah. same mm -hmm. discipline and responsibility. Because, mm -hmm. I mean, that's the difference between people that make it for 50 years and those that, you know, are they the flame that goes out quickly. Because mm -hmm. very mm -hmm. often is they're not prepared for the long haul. They're not right. prepared for the changes that needed to be made. And they don't have the discipline to kind of pace themselves. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, maybe to say no to certain parties that they shouldn't go to, you know. So I think having that kind of discipline and structure mm -hmm. is something that's needed. You've got the artistry, but where's the structure? Where's the structure? That's correct. And that and, and you, you, you hit on something really big there. That's that's one of the difference makers in in longevity. To, you know, be able to get through to because there there are a lot of bad times built into into yes. music business. You know, it's a lot of stuff to weather, a lot uh, a lot of issues to to overcome or to figure out. A lot of pe people who don't have good intentions mm -hmm. for you. You know, from, including promoters and record yes. company execs and stuff, the record companies and stuff. You know, so you know, there's a lot to work through, a lot to understand. A lot, and, and so you have to be uh, dedicated to the process of making it happen and keeping it going and figuring things out and and being and a great discernment in knowing who you're dealing with, who these people are. Is this someone that 
that can stay in the camp or does somebody needs to exactly you know that antenna needs to be working doesn't it and you know it's a as much as we would love your artistry just to be the artistry and that's what you concentrate on you have to have the business hat on because Mm -hmm. you may have a manager that's great but if you know i mean you look at the elvis story yeah and you know what what happened to them took him to an early grave right right. and 90% of uh, i would say now that may be a strong number but i would say 89% of artists that don't make it you can trace it back to the to, to their management they're cashing in they they're using it up i mean we call it kind of the judy garland thing you yep. know uh, yep. sleep is to make go to sleep up is to wake her up get out there and perform we're paying you to do this we're capitalizing on you when you drop That's dead great. we'll find somebody else Okay. Right. And, uh, and we've got to understand that the industry is still cutthroat like that. And, you know, we see it, but we see so many more people going independent label now, mm-hmm. you know, in order mm-hmm. to protect themselves. You know, where, where are you with that? Do you have a label or are you independent or, you know? Um... I, yeah, I, I am. In, I am independent. You know, the, uh, the, I, I, the platters worn on Mercury for, for many, many, many years. That kind of thing. Like I said, I've had some European label stuff, Ariola and all those labels like that, and RCA and Atlantic and da da da. But mostly now, what I work, stuff that I do, put out, whatever is on independent, mm-hmm. you know, in my own situations. And uh, so it, it's it's just necessary now, yes. you know, to, in order to try to hold on to as much of the pie as you can. Mm-hmm. Because and your those, music. It, you know yeah, your right. music you know because how many times we see i'm going to make you rich and famous sign away 99 percent of your creativity yeah. right and we see this with authors we see this across the board and it's like mm-hmm. if you want to enter this world hey, you've got to have talent you've got to have resilience mm-hmm. you've got to have some business acrim right yeah. So. yeah yeah it's something one of my uh Dearest friends, he's deceased now. He's a great, great, great artist. And uh, uh, we were talking about a particular song, a huge song that he wrote. I won't call the name because there are too many players out here right now that would, would know. I just, so, so but uh, uh, so I was talking to him about that song and about when, I, when we first began to converse on that next level. And, uh, he said, Joe, um, I didn't hardly make any money on that record. Mm-hmm. I said, how is that possible? The record was like huge, 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 huge. Uh, it was a time when he was not on top of his business. Mm-hmm. And for a, as they use the term, oddly enough, if this is correct right now, for a song, you know, he gave gave away a great deal of his rights because of you know to trying to, to handle some other stuff. Yes, uh, and uh, he didn't give it all away, but you, you would think so based on, on what yeah, what, what he, he got out of it. Yeah, out of it. Yeah, and yeah, you know, and that's just unfortunately the way it is. So when I travel, um, when I can, COVID kind of shut it down for quite some time. Mm-hmm. But when I travel, I I try to visit. Uh, schools you know talk to the kids particularly the form of those in performing arts schools and that's about the music the mu- the business of music and having them understand that it's uh 20 percent show 80 percent business 
show yes. business is yes. 80% yes. business. You've got to have the 80 properly yeah. lined up so that the 20 yeah. can shine bright, right? The 20 is going to make sure that the business continues on. Um, but yeah, I mean, as I said, I had this young man, Connor, um, who's 23, coming out with his records, breaking into the industry. But I was really surprised and delighted to see how much thought he's put into it and mm -hmm. protection and kind of, he's still obviously learning, but he's put that business hat on okay. and, and he's yeah. put that structure hat on. And if you want to make it, um, you know, there's wonderful saxophonist General Albright that I had on a few years ago. And mm -hmm. he, he, at that point, gosh, this is probably going back eight or well, seven or eight years ago. He'd already been in the business for over 30 years. All right. Mm -hmm. And it's, again, it's, it's um, knowing how to, do a contract, knowing how to recognize a contract, read between the lines, right? right. What are you signing up to? Is it going mm -hmm. to cost you more to do mm -hmm. it? You know, mm -hmm. uh, and um, whom are you signing up with? That's right. And so yeah. it, that's, I mean, you've been around for nearly 50 years. And if you didn't have A, the talent, B, the flexibility, or C, the, the, the structure and the business acronym, we wouldn't be talking now. You would have been it has been yep. from the past. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I, uh, one of the great thing, one of the good things about the, 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 um, the business now, from a contractual space, is that they're writing contracts in English. They're not yes. using that, uh, whereas you know, all that all that language that nobody in, ever understood. Nobody understood, but but an attorney, you know. I mean, still, there's a lot you need an attorney. Don't ever let anyone say that Joe Coleman said that yeah. you don't need an attorney when they put a, a contract in front of you, because that is not true. But there is more of it that you can understand. That there's certain things that pop out that you can see that that it would give you a clear indication. Oh, this is not good uh, because and you can't attorney that you would trust and that the yeah, attorney isn't working for them oh i've got an attorney he'll go over it for you no 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 <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, gonna be an attorney you. working for you <laughs> that's correct don't, don't don't use their attorney no. to do your, do your business. that's right which is which is one of the things that has happened in this business a lot yeah. well i got a contract my guy he'll look it over for you you know and he's, yes. he wrote it yeah, exactly. exactly. There's a lot of snake oil people over there. And that yeah. I don't think we're ever going to see that go away because whenever you, whenever there's a good thing, there's always the snake oil people that want to capitalize mm -hmm. on it. Uh, want to, They don't look at longevity or nurturing, you know, the product or the person into longevity so that it goes on for long. They're looking for a quick, quick buck mm -hmm. and they don't care. And so you've got to be careful that, you know, those piranhas don't get at you. And that's in our walks of life, right? Because there's a hell of a lot of piranhas out there. Yeah, yeah. But, but, you know, but I've they, come face to face with those teeth. Yeah. <laughs> but they gravitate toward the, to the, the music business. Why? Because there's all these young people yeah. who are just excited about it. They just want to sing or they want to just they want to write. You know what I mean? And they, they're so excited. So you say, you come in, the, the guy comes in and he says, hey, I can give you a record deal with uh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You just sign, sign this and, and, we, and we're off. Don't worry about it. And they, oh, and, yes. and anything else, they've signed it because all they can see in front of them is this record deal that's, that's coming and on and on and on like that. And, and they're now uh, a puppet to this person and they're right. getting out for it, right? They don't own their music. I mean, look at Taylor Swift again. You know, yeah. all of her music was sold off mm -hmm. without any of her permission. So what did she do? She went and recorded the whole lot again. 
to own their own music. Not everyone can do that. But you've got people that can put themselves on TikTok or on YouTube and they get so many likes and they think, now I'm going to get a record deal. I'm going to be out there. Where's your business, Akram? Have you got a good manager? When that door, you know, knock on the door starts coming, you need somebody who knows how to filter out the trash. Yes, that's correct. That's totally correct. Yeah. And unfortunately, there's not enough of that right now. They've gotten what they call now a 360 deal, which did not exist back in our day. Uh, 360 means that the record company gets a part of everything, the touring, Mm -hmm. records, the merchandise, everything. Now, now, touring was designated to the artist because they were ripping you off for the royalties on your record. Mm-hmm. unbeknownst to you you know but they didn't mess with the touring which once you went out and the tour that's how the artist made made his money yeah now the record company signs you and they want a part of your tour they want a percentage of your yes. tour money as well yeah and generally a so, high percentage and you can't make ends meet so yes yes 360 everything every aspect of it you know when you go out on the road and selling merch t-shirts that was your money. Now they want a piece right. of the t you sold. They just want to carve you up and take a huge chunk of you, right? I mean, it's just, I mean come on. Yes. We already know that you that you deep in the guys or in the, the artist's pocket already. You, yeah. you're, taking, uh, you're taking as much as you can of, of, of his royalty, and now you want the rest of it. Yeah, I mean, unfortunately, this is the thing about human nature, right? You know, we've got the exceptional people, so creative, mm-hmm. so incredible, so awesome, that, are, you know, the the people that are the solutioners, the inspirers, the people that come with something that helps humanity. And then you've got the people, the lowlifes, mm-hmm. you know, and they're always the bottom feeders, as they are called, and they're there to, you know... Anything that looks good, they want to take advantage of. And so, A, you have to put um, boundaries around you at the higher elevation of your own energy so they can't reach it because they can't reach up to that energy because that's your ethical, they're not, right? Mm -hmm. And you've got to make sure you have the right people around you. And and also, let the right people represent you, but you've got to manage those right people. Don't just leave it up to them carte blanche. That's right. That's correct. You, you said a big thing right there. You said a big thing right there. That's you know that's the extension of it, right? So you you find yourself a a a good manager and that's the kind of thing. And once at the point that you turn it all over to him or her or them, whatever it is, uh, and when I say them, a company, yeah. whatever, and 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 you think that they are handling all of it and yeah. you don't know what's going on, you are you are in trouble. Yeah. Because because just by the fact that um, even those with the best intentions uh, may not be able to help themselves when it's exactly it's, it's when so, when the carriage waved in front of them. Yeah. yeah when you, yeah when you're so far removed from it, it, it's like okay, well they decide how much of of your rightful piece is your rightful piece. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. They think yeah, I'm giving you your rightful piece, but that was based on what they decided yeah. was your rightful because you weren't in the conversation so in your contract it's got to be no decisions are made about your music your performance your anything without mm. your approval approval yeah 
and, right. and oftentimes, you know, you just give it away just by the proxy. You don't, no. you don't even speak on it. You say, well, okay, my man just taking care of all that. And you don't know what's going on. Exactly. Be engaged in your own thing. I know it's it's the it's the side of it that you feel uncomfortable with. It's the side of it that you don't like wearing. Every mm -hmm. single artist of any kind has to wear that hat. Yes. Right. If you don't wear that hat, you're not going to get to enjoy all the other. Right. Mm -hmm. That is an essential hat to learn how to wear. And if you wear it well, then it's mm -hmm. not going to be a have to be a hat that you need to worry about so much because it's. Yeah. You can put it on. You can see what needs to be done. You've put things in place mm -hmm. to protect yourself. But if you don't, I promise you, you'll be taken advantage of, no matter mm -hmm. what industry you're in. That's correct. That's totally correct. So I, I, I implore all of the young cats, young folks I know, and, and artists to, to 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 be engaged. Just just be engaged in in the process. Expect a phone call when, before your manager makes a move. Yes. Well, you know, Joe, hey, Joe, this is this is what I was thinking we might do. How you feel about that? Da, 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 da. And if you haven't signed off on it, it ain't happening. It ain't happening. That's right. No signature, no happening. And no. also a signature in front of witnesses. So they're not just copying your signature. Mm -hmm. Right. Power of attorney on a very low at a very low threshold. Yes. You know, not not common large power of attorney. Okay, you sign a check, whatever it is, you know, over X amount of dollars, you, you got to call me. Yeah. You know, I, I, no, I don't want to spend that on that. Right. No, I don't think that's a good, good, good. I'm good not person. signing this away. No. I'm not signing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. You know, um, you know, you give enough room to be able to function, but not not when the big stuff kicks in and your stuff that you need to be on top of. Mm -mm. No. Manage Call your it. own life, your own creativity. Don't hand it over to someone else. They're there to work for you. For don't you. hand it all over to them. And then go. Oh, how did that happen? Yes, you know something that it, it, I don't think people realize that back in the day, a lot of artists thought they worked for the for the manager. Mm. Uh huh. But the manager well, the managers presented it that way. You're only as did. good as you are because I've put you there, mate. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Right. And so they would, you know, they would. The manager was uh, uh, dictating demands, which, what the artist was going to do, and all that, and how much the artist was going to get, and yeah. all of that, you know, because it seemed like you you worked for them. Yeah. Not understanding that the, the manager doesn't make a penny unless you you you're generating money. Exactly. You know I mean? Unless you're generating money, he makes nothing. So who's exactly. the boss? And if he's sending on a board a new car, with whose money? With whose money? <laughs> yeah. And that happened like all the time. Yes. Well, I mean, you know, the Jamie Foxx character in Dreamgirls, right? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, does it, please do not look at flattery as an e-commerce, right? <laughs> <laughs> if they're being flattering, they're just, what do they want? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's the side of business that nobody really wants because you really want to stay in that other creative level. But at the same time, you can't be organic in your creative level if you haven't got that structure and that protection over there. That's right. You know, I mean, what's what's the uh, I'm trying to remember the the Drifters manager? What's his name? Treadwell. Yeah, James Chuck Treadwell. Um, he was famous for firing all the guys and, and bringing in new guys if they want to ask for too much money. They asked for too much money. They wanted, hey man, you know how come we just getting, you know, we just made back back in the day, 
seven thousand dollars, five thousand dollars on this gig, and you give you give me two hundred bucks. What's happening here? Yeah. And it was their music. Their music. And so they get other people to come and sing their music and oust them out. Fire them all. Fire them all. Wow. You know, you, or you uh, fire whoever it is and bring in a new guy the next, next day. You know, just, uh, you know, because he was the boss. Yeah. I'm afraid, folks, it's still happening, you know, and either you've got to be even smarter today because, you know, I think one of the, the best things for you to do when you're stepping out into this business is find that attorney that you know that will work for you. That's your first thing. I need yeah. to know you work for me. You can't mm -hmm. be bought out. You can't be manipulated. You're here to protect me. Any contract that's ever given to me, I'm giving to you. Is it in my best interest? Does it allow me to grow and own my own music? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's kind of the first step, would you say? I would agree. That's, Even that's before it. a manager, make sure the manager <laughs> the contract, right? Put all that's those it. things in place that stifles them from taking advantage of you. Mm -hmm. And this is our last thing I'll say about this. Uh, understand that the person that presents you with a contract, and which is usually a, 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 a manager comes in he's, and he's got this contract you sign. Every contract is written with the person who presented it to you in their favor, written in their favor. Mm -hmm. It's just automatic. Mm -hmm. The attorney said, well, how can we, how can we get the best deal for you with, in this situation? So everything, somewhere in every line is something that's favorable to that person. So always that, that's the real reason why, you know, you take this contract and you have your attorney who's yeah. looking for the best, deal he can get for you for you, yeah. for you to look at it and, and say well no I, I think the manager's deal is a little bit too good right here we need to yeah. shift that such that you since he works for you yes it's the smaller piece and you get the you you know he, he as it should do. be yeah as, as it, it should be, be. everybody yeah. can be favorable everybody can gain That's but correct. it's got to be proportional yeah, yeah. Every every good contract comes out with everybody uh, 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 doing well. Yeah, everybody and then then you've got something that's going to be long term that can mm -hmm. grow, that can weather storms, that can redirect because you're in it together, right? That's right. That's right. As with anything. So, mm -hmm. how did the children book come around? How did the children's book come along? The mm -hmm. dancing pancakes. <laughs> Healthy Choices Musical Story. I don't know if I'm in a good spot there, but um, I was in Los Angeles uh, 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 at, attending a, a, a birthday party for, for, for a dear friend. Her name was uh, Tracy Saunders, to be exact, and she's kind of one of those people that, that kind of, her, her thing, she loves to connect people. Mm -hmm. So I was, it went, flew out to LA for her birthday party, and uh, a gentleman by the name of Philip Auerbach approached me. And he said, uh, "Hi, Joe. I'm, I'm uh, Tracy. Tells me that you're a songwriter." And I said, "Yes, I'm in the song or two. And she said, uh, "Well, we've got this a book idea. We've got this book that we're we're, we're working on, but we, we think it would be great idea to have a a song to go along with it because of of the message." And uh, I said, "Well, okay. Well." Send me the, uh, the transcript, manuscript, manuscript uh, of the book, and uh, and I'll see what I think, a, and see 
you know, if it's something I can do, would be interested in doing. So uh, I guess a short while went by, they, they did in fact send me the new book, and uh, and I called them up and I told them I think I thought that 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 uh, that I had some other ideas about how to, you know how to make make it go, how to how to make it all come together in terms of, as as a as a book for for children. Now, the the reason for the song and it is to soften the message because the song is about um, young kids who are basically in environments where there are drugs and things of that nature, asking them not not to get involved in drinking, smoking, and and alcohol. And it's written for for kids from like uh, four to ten, that kind of thing. You know. Uh, and the, so the message has to be very soft. It, you, know, you can't yet you have to deliver that kind of message on a level that they can understand yeah. it. It was very yeah. sensitive, and so I um, wrote the book in in rhyme, and uh, I wrote the song to uh, to kind of tell that story to to give them a, a, a way to. To, to understand what we're talking about and, and a buy-in. And on this page, there's a QR code right. where you can pull up the song. Yes. Pull up the song there and and and, and sing along. The words are there in the book. And uh uh and so it's it's a little cutie pie song, you know, soft as a pen, flat as a pancake, wide as the ocean. Cute as a button, like poetry in motion. Well, we've come to show you how beautiful life can be when you love one another and make everyone happy. That kind of thing. And so then becomes then comes a message about the song, about the the, the song, the words about the message about not doing this. So we need their buy-in. We need to, again, so, tell it soft, softly, but are you going to drink alcohol? And the kids say, no, no, no. Are you going to smoke cigarettes? No, no, no. Are you going to do drugs? No, no, no. These are things we will not do. Well, are you going to study hard? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you going to be a good friend? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're going to eat healthy food yeah 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 well here's what you got to do and then we go on and on you know stomp your feet a little dance and, and all that sort of stuff so it's on Amazon it's on Barnes and Noble I just recently was able to um, get some copies the, the, the DC library system purchased some copies of it for, right. for, for the citizens of DC children of DC and that kind of thing like that and it's a uh, it's a fun book about not about, about doing the right thing. Health, and, yeah, but it's planting seeds. Planting right? seeds. You know, half the time these conversations never come up until they're already immersed in it. And mm -hmm. if you've planted the seeds of why don't I smoke, mommy? Why don't I do drugs? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. that conversation and a parent uses that because it's bad for you. It's going mm -hmm. to make you sick. It's going to make you sad. It's going to make right. you mad. And you're right. like, I don't want to feel like that. I want to be happy. Well, what makes you happy? And when you feed what makes them happy, that is something they want to grow. 
They don't mm-hmm. want to feed the sad part, That's right? right? Or the bad mm-hmm. part. So it's right. a wonderful, I mean, I would say the best children's books are the ones that parents learn something from, but becomes mm-hmm. a tool for the parents. Right. Right. That's right. So yeah. mm-hmm. planting seeds, helping them grow and just putting their mindset. And, and also actually, actually having the question in their minds, what is happiness? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right because a lot of kids just don't know they don't know what happiness is whether it's being yeah. kind it's yeah. smiling sharing a smile it's sharing a toy yeah. it's sharing a moment and if they mm-hmm. understand that then it's like well i want to feel like this more often so therefore i'm going to do that more often right right yeah yeah and the book has uh we have a pledge in there with the kids pledge to to obey their parents and they put pledge to be be kind to to others and like I said all those kind of things and the pledge and, and some coloring pages and and all that kind of stuff just trying to an interactive book for the kids to to learn and grow and 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 again receive the message in a very soft way and to pass it along yes. you know I, well a book yeah, picks on giving Right. That's right. The book, the book keeps on giving. It's a, it's a beautiful gift to give. I was saying wonderful gift to give at Christmas time at any time. Mm-hmm. But it That's is right. Christmas time now. So this is a wonderful gift. You know, That's even right. even at the age of three and up, you know, three if they have siblings older than them, right? Mm-hmm. Because they're already seeing things happening. But mm-hmm. I think it's the, you know, as soon as they're cognitive to actually ask, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. But then it's also helping the parents kind of equipment how to answer that. Yes, right? yes, and uh, yes. you know if that makes you feel sad or mad or you feel unhappy if you do that you feel happy when you are caring and, and loving towards other people and then mm. it becomes something that they practice and they see it works and yes. if they see it works and hopefully they keep on feeding it yes well you sure sound like a, a, a school teacher did, did you teach elementary school or something <laughs> no but i had three kids plus you know plus i have this anthology book going out raising our gift to children which this kind of book is the type of thing we're talking about it's it's feeding our children all the things they can be with kindness caring consideration compassion and love that yeah. that is actually the fuel that will make things grow Mm-hmm. Right. And that the more we pour that into our children, the more abundant we're going to be as a society as a whole. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yep. So your book is right in line with what message we're sending out there. So most certainly I'm going to be putting it on our books for Christmas list as well, which okay. I put out every year. Thank you. Thank you so much. I just want you to know, so just to make people start looking for it. The dancing is spelled with an S, D A N S I N G. Dancing, dancing, <laughs> dancing. Yep, and uh, yeah. I, let me tell you one story about the book, and it's the most exciting story that, that I about the book that I, that I have yet. And that is, uh, it's received a numerous, numerous five star star ratings. Wonderful. Which is great. Well, you're but approaching I, subjects most people don't approach until later, so it's good you're approaching it young. Right. So I, so uh, one of my dear friends is his wife is a child psychologist mm-hmm. down in South Carolina, and there's in, in in West Virginia. I'm sorry, West Virginia, and there's a huge fentanyl problem down. Mm-hmm. We down have it here in fourteen BC. Yeah, and uh, it's a huge problem. And so she she counsels kids whose parents are on drugs, on fent- yeah. fentanyl, things like that, and. And she's got all these horror stories about them. And uh, so I sent her this book and I said, I really want you uh, to look at it and review it and give me a sense of what you think, if the book would be helpful for the type of 
kids that you uh, uh, work with. And she uh, sent me back this beautiful note that said she had uh, was giving a, a therapy lesson to a little, little boy whose mom was sitting out in the lobby uh, who's, who was a drug addict. And uh, so he said, she he was reading the book to her. He said, uh, he sat there and he learned the words to the song, played, she played the song. He learned all the words to the song. He he uh, signed the pledges in the book to be a good kid and do and be kind and da, 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 da. And then he said, he took the book and he went out in the lobby, sat down in front of his mother uh, at her knees, made her read the book made her learn the song and they sang it together. He said, she said, I've been in this business for 30 years and I said, I, did, I had never ever experienced anything like that. Yeah. So that Joe is my review yeah. of this book. Absolutely, tears in my eyes, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, what you're doing there, a lost parent who doesn't really want to be the drug addict, you know, why are people doing that? Is because I say, you know, forgotten children um the child within them that it needs to heal otherwise they wouldn't go down that path right but here yeah. is the child you know healing the mother mm -hmm. empowering the mother but you're empowering the child to have that empowerment that's, that's so beautiful you know we think that our children oh no no hide from them don't do this don't do that no we have to address things but we have to address it in a way that we don't cause fear we empower them to seek you know embrace their own empowerment because they are incredibly beautifully empowerment in their in their innocence yes. in their logic in the way they see things the you know most of them haven't developed the ego and the anxiety you're right that we do as adults and and they're just beautifully honest and that can be so healing if we would only listen to them yes yes my lord my goodness, what you, that's it. I mean, I, I, I'm going to ask you, I'm going to, I would send you a copy so far. Where are you now? You, you, I'm in BC, Canada, British Columbia, Canada, Vancouver Island. Uh -huh, I see. Because yeah, I'm, I'm going to, I think I need to enlist you in my campaign to, to get this book. I'm going to advocate for it, my darling. It's going to be in the show and out of the show because it's the type of, I mean, this is, this is the reason why I've put this anthology together, because it is about how do we empower the children? How do we heal the child and the adult? Yes. How do we get out of the mess we're in? Mm -hmm. You know, constant repetitive wars, constant hate, constant divide, constant this and that. Why do we mm -hmm. have that all the time? It's because we're not paying attention to the inner child or the children. Let's empower them to be all they can be. And then we'll have yes. a society that is more fruitful. Right. Yes, that's correct. Yeah, and, and uh, right now I believe the kids are feeling, young people are feeling left out. I mean, you, you know, everything is going on past them. They're kind of sitting here waiting for you to come and 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 uh, comfort them and, and mentor them and and teach them and hear them, listen yeah, to yeah. them, yeah, include right. them, let them have a choice. Yeah, give them mm -hmm. that empowerment. Don't dictate. We do yeah. that. You know, we we love all that wonderment of exploration when they're young. And then we send them to school, sit still, listen, do as you're told, do it my way, yes, right? Okay. And then in church and home and everything else, no, you got to, I've said, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't do this. And then they go, well, my wings are being clipped. Wow. Yes. Yes. Okay. We right. gotta do that. I'm so glad you've done that book. That's perfect. 
That's perfect mm -hmm. because, yes, I would definitely be advocating for that in a big way. It is something that's definitely needed. We've yeah. got to address the situation. We've got to give our children credit and we've got to give them another way out. Mm -hmm. Happiness is something that you work for by being kind, by being caring, by being compassionate. Happiness comes by giving, right? You that's receive right. when you give. That's right. right? That's and right. the more that they learn to do that, and the more they feel fortified by that, less they're going to want to take that other path, which makes everybody unhappy. That's right. Yeah, I think I think the greatest gift is the ability is the ability to give. If, yes. if you, you if you uh, can develop the heart to give and understanding what give giving yes. really is and what it does uh, i think you can find a, a, a level of happiness beyond anything that you could imagine because there's so much joy in in giving of yourself and giving of your time giving of whatever it is that that's you what have we're here become. for isn't it that's what we're here for you've given your music on. for for 50 years that will live on beyond you and every time you sang a song it's meant something different to someone else it's a gift to someone in the way they wish to receive it in the way they wish to unwrap it Mm -hmm. And what that gift has meant to them, right? And that's yeah. the beauty of it. You, Like a book keeps on going, a song keeps on going. All it yeah. does is it becomes something more meaningful or, or it, it, because it just depends where you are in your life or what that song means to you now, mm -hmm. right? And it's like you can read a book and read it again and, it, and you read it differently. You can hear a song and hear it again. Oh, I missed that last time. Or oh, I feel different this time. And that's, that's the right. beauty of it. It keeps on giving. Right. And you're going to keep on giving for many, many more years to come. <laughs> God, God willing, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. I'm in for the, for the win. I'm in for the win. Yes, Let's my dear, it. my dear. And that's the thing with, you know, it doesn't matter how old an artist is. You okay. know, the, when, the, when the music's in you and the artistry is in you, it just mm -hmm. means you may slow down or you may do things differently, but that doesn't mean you stop. That's right. right. That's right. You can't. Your, your create whatever your individual creativity is, that space it has the capacity to keep you young. Yes. As long as you keep that alive, and you still can yes. to try to generate something from yourself. Yeah. Uh, pass something yeah. to to pass along. That that's the that's the fountain of youth. That's I've, the vibrancy I, of life, right? That, the essence the of life. life. Yes. yes. As long as I can get on the stage somewhere. And, and sing to someone and, and have them respond to it in their own way. They don't have to be what 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 I even imagined that, that they would yeah. feel from the song. You know, uh, I, I wrote a gospel song called uh, Heal Me. And a gentleman, I went to, uh, was invited to the church upstate New York. And uh, my friend, uh, Dennis Williams, is the, who is the musical director for the OJs for the last mm -hmm. 40 years, uh, is the musical director at that little small church in this little small community. And one gentleman from the back of the room came up to me and he was young, probably about 40-ish guy, strapping, you know, real strong looking guy, blah, blah, blah. Tears in his eyes. Said, just that song really, really touched me. He said, I really needed to hear that. I've been going through a lot. And 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 you just reaffirmed that the, the God's healing yeah. is is ever present. Yeah. And it was you know he a vote, vote, very vulnerable moment. He again he was not the type of guy that you'd expect right. to stand up there crying. Most people are in pain because they're shut off. 
when yeah. you can open up that valve and let the divine in, whatever your dominion is, whatever your faith is, but mm -hmm. let that essence in, let that beautiful divine energy in, and then mm -hmm. it starts to heal you and feed you, comfort yeah. you, and it becomes your generator, it becomes your compass. But right. most of the time we're in pain is because we've shut it off. Open mm -hmm. up, surrender, allow, mm -hmm. and then you'll start to feel. And when you feel, then it doesn't matter if it's if you're feeling the pain, you're grateful for feeling, and that pain will go. Mm -hmm. The more you nurture it and the more you allow. Yeah, that's right. And the more you let as as an artist, yeah. the more you let it out again, the the the, the more invigorated yes. you feel. And you know, I I I Unstoppable. I just carry on. You know, yeah, I just exactly. Carry on. Exactly. Yeah. You know, out of I all just, the music that you've done, yeah. which is the song that's asked for the most? Um, probably "Smoke Gets in Your Eyes." Mm -hmm. Smoke in your eyes, and probably followed by "Only You." Mm -hmm. uh, my particular favorite. Uh, though I really enjoy singing "Only You," and then part of that is is the is the the way I do it, and that's just because I just I've added a lot of stuff to that, mm -hmm. I must admit. But the, the song that 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 so much as a songwriter, this song uh, has so much emotion built into it uh, that you can't sing it without that emotion, and that, that's my prayer. Mm. You know, my prayer. You have to go there. You can't just say my prayer. You can't do right. it. No. My prayer is to linger with you at the end of the day. In a dream that's divine, you know, it's, 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 yeah. you know, it's that. It's the difference <laughs> between technical singing and heart singing. That's right. That's right. And right. yeah, that's yeah. If it's not songs. coming from the heart, you don't feel it. Technically, you can hear it. It sounds great. Yeah. Where's the feeling? You see this mm -hmm. on all the musical shows. Where's the feeling? I've got to be. I've got to feel it. If I feel it, I want to hear it. If, right. if another, then I'm going to forget it. Right? <laughs> yep. And that's the last thing you as a songwriter you no, want. You don't want it forgotten. Do you want people to feel it? And you yeah. want them, you want them to either cry or be evoked to do something, but it it's something that speaks to them. You know, mm -hmm. as heart and soul igniter, right? Right. Yep. I'll tell you, I'd rather you tell me to like the song than to not say anything about it at all. Right. Yeah. Now that's that me. Tell me you don't like it. Okay, okay, well, I can deal with that. But yes. don't just mm. Yeah. That, that that kills me. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. You know, there's, there's plenty of words that are spoken. But mm. words that, you know, people ask me, who do I interview? And I say, all those that come from the heart. It doesn't really matter what you do. But mm -hmm. do you come from the heart? Is yes. this something you're passionate about? Are you yeah. really wanting to make a difference? Is it something that compels you? Because then yeah. I know it's genuine. Mm -hmm. and, and people know it's genuine and they can yeah, feel it. Yeah. And if they can feel it, they're going to hear it. Yes, sir. Right? That's correct. That's it. That's the game. That's it. You said it. I don't even, I don't know how to, how to add anything to that. It, it, it's a, it's uh, authenticity. Um, uh, genuine. Uh, just, genuine, just genuine being, commitment. being real. Being yeah. real. Just, yeah, yes. just, put, just putting it out there as is, you know, take it or leave it. This is what it is. This is how it goes. Uh, I hope you like it. Here it go. Here, want to hear it? Here it go. You know, <laughs> I'm coming at you.
I'm coming at you. Well, everybody yeah. wants to feel that it's their song and you're singing to them. Mm -hmm. Right? It doesn't matter if there's a thousand people in there. Everybody said he was singing to me. Yeah. Right? That's right. That's right. It touched me. That's right. right. I felt that. And they have their own interpretation of yes, what that is. Exactly. Wherever that and that interpretation, listen to the song a hundred times, it could be different over time because it's where they're at and how they receive it. That's right. And what it yeah. likes in it. And that's yeah. what makes it exciting. This is what gives a song its longevity mm -hmm. because it tells its own story at a time when you need to hear that story. Mm -hmm. That's right. Um, the, the timeliness of, of, of artistry is, is, is kind of unspoken, you yeah. know. It, it, uh, God sends stuff through, through the through the universe, and and to be picked up in time by whomever needs it, whoever's uh, tuned and, in at the time. Yeah, yeah whoever's yeah. tuned in. Yeah. If you're there and you you're looking for something, you're trying to find whatever that is that it is, whatever that is. There's something out there that's floating by, and yeah. if you open, you can hear it or see it or feel it. And know that, that, that allow, that, yeah, yeah. that everything's gonna be all right. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a warm blanket. It's a beautiful hug. It's mm -hmm. a, a kick up the butt sometimes. You know, mm -hmm. it's whatever it needs to be. Yeah, wake up call. <laughs> wake up call. Sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, how to? I know you've got the voices of of classic soul. You've mm -hmm. got that platform, but for and uh, you know uh, you've got the voices of classic soul on Facebook. And when, I want people to go back and listen to the last show that we did because we did it with the three of you. But mm -hmm. also, um, where can people actually find all of your music, all of your music? Hmm, that's a really good question. I got a bunch of stuff on YouTube straight up, but uh, um, is that my, under your name? Yeah, JS Joe Coleman, JS Coleman. Enterprises.com, jscoleenterprises.com. That's my website, my personal website. Um, and uh, VOCS official is uh, is is uh, VOCS official is the, the the Voices of Classic Soul web website. And uh, um, not it's not the website. I'm 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 now I'm tripping. You get you. <laughs> To the, the most important part of the evening is uh, <laughs> promoting myself, and I'm giving bad information. <laughs> that's our that's our that's our Instagram VOCS is uh, official is is our Instagram account. Um, again, as you said, we on we're on Facebook. Voices of Classic Soul, VoicesOfClassicSoul.com is 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 the uh, website for the group. JS Coleman Enterprises dot com is 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 my website personal website that kind of stuff like that dancingpancakes.com dancing with an s is where you can go and hear more about the, and and read up on the book and and have some interactive experiences with the kids and that sort of yeah, thing it's always the best i mean this is should be in every school should, should be, be in every, every play group you know should be in every church, it should be everywhere because it's a tool. It's a tool for the teachers. It's a tool for the children caregivers to help them speak to the children about a sensitive subject that most people go, oh, no, 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 I don't know how to speak, so I don't. And then what do we end up? By the time we want to speak to them, it's too late. Let's get them there. It's stitching time, folks. Stitching time, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I, you know, and, I, and, of course, I'm on Facebook as Joe Coleman as well. Uh, but anyway, so uh, yeah, 
just trying to make it happen. Absolutely. Yeah. I want you back again. I've actually got somebody in mind I'd love to have you back with. So I'm going to talk to you about that. But okay. you know, thank you so much for being here. It's always a delight. I've always enjoyed your your presence very much. And obviously, well, you know, thank you for all the music that you've given us through the years. You well, know, it, you. it's not only speaking to the individual, but it's also inspired so many other artists. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, whatever path they've taken or whether they've taken your song and reinterpreted, it's it's all that, you know, you've paved the way. And also showing your resilience, your tenacity, you know, the, the whole business side of things of, you know, the reason why you're still in business after all of these years, it's more than just luck, right? right. So, right. Um, and, you know, that's important for people to understand as well, right? So, yeah. but thank yeah. you so much. It's been an absolute delight having you here. Thank you, Sarah. I really appreciate it. Enjoyed the conversation very much. All right. So I'm I'm gonna be chasing you down now because we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get this book all over. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to put it out there. I promise you, I definitely will. It's a, it's most certainly it needs to be out there, and I promise you, I will be promoting it because it's an excellent book for for what is needed out there. As is your music, you know, all of your classics, but all of your music. Uh, you know, it's let's let's let us not forget the artistry of the past all you know the fact that it's still continuing in the present we get so dismissive and want everything new 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 and it's like uh, you know new is empty if you don't know from the roots of which it came yeah, from the right basic, the yeah the basic roots foundation that's where mm -hmm. you need to listen that's where you need to hear and then you will actually appreciate what you know the the new that is to come but yeah let's not get bubble gumish folk let's uh let's let's build something that actually has some depth and some clout to it so that's something that's missing in the world and we need to make sure that that is something that we actually hold on to not the next new shiny thing so Amen. Amen. thank you so much joe and i'm definitely gonna have you back on again to everyone out there this is a beautiful christmas gift his music the book and just the show please don't forget have your podcast party everybody listen to the show and then talk about it afterwards what did you get out of it what conversation are you going to have of it and go back and listen to the other show that he did with the voices uh classic voices been and hear how they the journey they've had in life as well all right folks so remember participation right conversation compassion it's all there until next time let the music play bye for now Only can to make of this world seem right
We hope that you enjoyed the show. There are so many more for you here on selfdiscoverywisdom.com. Just go to the podcast tag at the top there and you will see all the many genres and all 3,000 shows ready for your listening. We are here to serve you, to help you on your journey of life. And we know that through inspiration, it begets invitation. We are supported by you, the listeners, and those that we interview. Anything that you can spare us in donation would be greatly accepted. And we do hope that you enjoy the next show.